You are listening to the Signal to Noise podcast on the ProSoundWeb podcast network. Signal to Noise is supported by Audix. Check out their line of pro studio headphones at audixusa.com. Alan and Heath. Check out the AHM Matrix family, AHM64, AHM32, and AHM16. 96 kilohertz FPGA-powered sonic powerhouses for projects of all sizes. Signal to Noise would like to welcome new sponsor RCF, pro audio manufacturer of professional line array, subwoofer, and loudspeaker systems, as well as portable sound solutions and audio tools for your production studio. For over 70 years, RCF's passion for perfection drives the design of every product to create unique experiences for customers and audiences around the globe. Visit RCF at rcf-usa.com for the latest news and product information. RCF, the sound behind the experience. I wish I could break free Back to where I'm supposed to be Hey, this is Michael from the future. Before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to let you know that the Audio Nerd Book Club community, which was founded by several Signal to Noise community members, will be doing a six-week-long study of the book Introduction to Show Networking, led by the author, John Huntington, starting on July 13th. Follow the link in the description to join. I love So Long Place. It's great, especially (laughs) when it turns into a jam session. So Long Place is the best thing ever for, for... kick drum and then all of a sudden snare and then the bass player is like i like that groove and then it starts and you're just fuck dude solo in place you know let them let them do their jam thing get the jam thing on and i'll just solo in place welcome back kyle kyle walk us walk, oh, walk us back walk us back yeah go ahead kyle oh hi we're all here speaking of jam. this is a uh, signal to noise what yeah. Um, this is the first time we've been back together since Nam as a whole unit. And since Sam Sam's Boone. been on uh, tour. So like a combination uh-huh. of yep. Nam and tour and Kyle was out doing some gigs and yeah. Michael Lawrence has been out doing all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. worldwide, worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. I'm like Pitbull. Chris has been flying all over the place doing his site surveys for the biggest shows of the year. Which I fly out to yeah. that show on, on Monday. So yeah, I should leave my cash app for, um, my birthday's coming up, so <laughs> cash at me. I heard that's the thing now. You just put your cash app up, and just people just send you all kind of money. I saw, you know, the stupidest thing when when we were we were on like family vacation back around like Easter or whatever. Is, we're is, driving is down to uh, <laughs> um, we were driving down to Florida, and um, at least twice I saw like either like I'm getting married or whatever, and they put like their cash app or or Venmo or whatever on the like you know on the windows and like like why would I just randomly give you money because I'm driving down the road and saw that you're getting married or whatever? I, it was just I was it, it, it works. In it clubs, was more dude. than one it vehicle that I saw in real life. You just give random <laughs> people money. <laughs> It it happens in real life. Like you don't well, even they're doing need something to, to earn it. it. They're not. You're not just handing it to them. Michael, like, well, what I think it request like request money from. Yeah. Oh yeah, code. yeah. <laughs> from their <laughs> missed, code. Missed, missed opportunity. <laughs> Michael, what are you? What petting? is wrong with Michael? This this is an owl. Uh, I was gonna do the um, the arms length game, but uh, when we were actually doing CFX show in Dallas. There was an aquarium there, and we went to the aquarium, and I 
the aquarium actually i really enjoyed it but i felt that it was misleadingly named because about half of the animals in there are not aquatic in nature there's a lot of like penguins and and uh gators and parrots and lizards and stuff uh so at any rate i bought this owl at the gift shop and so that's nice yeah welcome back kyle your internet seems to have recovered so I I guess we're doing arm's length. So let's uh Sam, what's the coolest thing in arms reach? Uh I've got a t shirt from Greenfield. Okay. That's fine. What is that? What's Greenfield? Uh Greenfield's a rock festival in Switzerland. Yes, Switzerland. Switzerland Swiss Alps are like the backdrop. Cool. Like it's really, really pretty. It was cool. Kyle Turnside. I got a picture of my mom when she was like thirteen. She looks like Kemper. Yes, yeah. that's cool. She also looks like you. I'll just I'll just say that for everybody. You, it's, you, you're definitely happens. your mom's kid. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's almost like he looks like her. Yeah, it's yeah. almost like I'm part of my DNA. <laughs> that's, is that's, from that would be a more a more accurate way of saying that. Yeah, pretty yeah. scientific. Uh, Chris Leonard. Um, I have stickers that I owe Sam and Kyle. I have a stash of stickers. Oh shit! Uh, just drop um, <laughs> Now we have less, slightly fewer stickers. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, we gave a ton away at Nam, um, and then mm-hmm. I gave Michael a stash to keep. I have a stash to keep, and I owe Sam and Kyle these. So if you see us in our travels, we can hand these to you in person, and then maybe mail out a few to uh, select few Rutabaga or whatever people. Yeah, so, baby. All right, and our guest this week. This is a new friend of mine. Uh, I met him doing, we were doing a uh, Miguel one-off on the West Coast. And his act, uh, MAX, in all caps, uh, was was our support. And I really enjoyed the show. Uh, and so I said, hey, uh, let's let's uh, let's get him on and let's talk about it. Uh, Custer, welcome to the show, man. It's good to have you here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Go pumped. Where are you, where are you joining us from? Uh, I am in my shop uh, outside of Lancaster, PA. Um, oh, nice! Heard of that? Yeah, not uh, not too far from um, either Sam I or I. <laughs> yeah, you no. have some neighbors. Yeah. Sam actually lives in yeah. Lancaster, or no, no, Lidditz. So it's, it's close I live enough. in I live in Lebanon, but it's okay. like oh, know, Lebanon close no. enough to round up. Lebanon is the country. Lebanon, or sorry, Lebanon is, <laughs> is the town. Look, I don't speak. I don't speak Pendut. I've been calling it Lebanon. She told me that's not correct. <laughs> which, oh, which, no. which one is the baloney? How do you say the one that's the baloney? Is that Lebanon baloney? Is that yeah, anyway? Like uh, no, sweet baloney? Like lemon and Lebanon about? sweet baloney? Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, no one, there's, Michael, you don't know there's a couple is? different brands as well, and uh, I think everybody has their own uh, allegiance to particular brands of Lebanon sweet bologna. I actually don't. This is going exactly bologna, where so I wanted you to go. In this you shouldn't. Particular uh, it's basically the hot dog of lunch meat. It's yeah, it's weird. Just, it's it. an uncooked hot dog that's flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is probably uh-huh. the most top notch podcast star. So confused. In like a hundred. So episodes. all right, let's let's get this thing back on the rails. Yeah. Uh, Custer, how long have you been with Max? Uh, we're going on five years now. Wow! Um, so you, you've kind of been on that journey for a while. It's been a it's been a long gig for me. Um, I'm overly appreciative of of the amount of sheer work that he's given me over those years. Um, and he's also uh, he's also kind of let me use him as a guinea pig a little bit. So 
you know, we do a lot, do a lot of festivals and one-offs and tours and stuff. And, uh, in 2019, I started trying to figure out a way to do iMag and video content with my left hand and mix for a house with my right hand when video walls were available. Um, and he was, uh, gracious enough to let me figure out how to do that through, uh, through the miracle of MIDI and, uh, yeah, that's been that's been an interesting journey. So we didn't have a video wall at the show that we were at, Michael. But uh, typically, when there's a video wall available, it's uh, three cams on stage, like three marshals coming back some fiber to me. Uh, I got my little switcher rack in front of house and uh, cutting cameras on a stream deck, and I got a little APC mini for all the content overlays. And right hand does front of house, mm. so he's. Uh, been a cool gig and it's been able to kind of expand my uh diversity within this world for sure because then i can just say i can say yes to video gigs to other artists as they pop up as well so that's been uh right. been a nice we won't uh, hold that against you no i mean <laughs> well, don't you can you know, it doesn't matter i'm, I'm still gonna go do it <laughs> yeah first things first like that show sounds great man it's a great show um like your mix is killer he's also he's crazy good um, dude I don't, I don't usually just... sit through. Yeah, I don't usually sit through openers. I'm usually eating dinner or something, you know, or, or just should kind be. of resting. Yeah. But I stayed out to watch that because it was great. Um, the, that was re- the moments that are show. built in, the, you know, it's a pretty, I wouldn't say it's a, like, rehearsed to a T show, but, you know, I know when the... Uh, Everybody say hey. I know when all those call and responses are going to be coming <laughs> back and like we've been we we take our time in rehearsals to really get through all the nitty-gritty of that stuff and make sure that the show is tight. Uh band members are switching instruments at one point. Uh downstage dance choreography with the band members and him and it's just it's just a high energy good show. Songs the whole time. too like they're 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 good. Yeah. They're solid. I was actually I was I remember texting Sam the name of one of the songs. I was like, "Yeah, listen to this song," and she's like, "Yeah, this is good." I was like, "Yeah, I'm watching it right now." Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really good music, and it's funny, you know. I came I came from rock and roll, and then like really getting into the pop music thing. It took me a hot second to like really start to understand the musicality of the stuff that he does. It's it's not just four on the floor pop music, and it's super refreshing. the The sprinkling of funk is always appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you've got a, a it's it's a pop show. It's pretty produced as a sound. Yeah. Uh it's yeah. polished. But you're not using waves or I mean you're doing everything inside your desk. Dude, I'm um, using a Persona Studio right? Live, man. Yeah. 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 And I Wow. I've not seen one of those. I, I did a review of that when it came out. That works. Uh in, yeah, the, in, the series in three on web. Yeah, and yeah. and that was the only time that I saw one, and so you're the only. This is literally the second one that I've ever laid eyes on. That you had a ripping man. It sounded great. That thanks, man. I mean, uh, it is not uncommon to hear that statement or the like. Someone coming up at front of house just be like, "Are you serious, man?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Do you like, have a backup I, also under the <laughs> bus or in the truck. <laughs> so my backup is I have. I have a copy and pasted mix on the rack mixer. So like the way their AVB system set up is that the rack mixer and stage boxes, everything can work as a digital split or a separate mixer all on the same network. So in a pinch, if my front of house mixer goes down, 
I can throw that front of house mix to the iPad and mix off the rack mixer on stage or plug in my laptop at front of house and mix the show off the rack mixer from stage while still staying in front of house position. So, oh man. Okay. So I always, man. Still, d- still doesn't d- sound very fun. You haven't talked <laughs> me into it yet. Well, okay. So it's the, you know, defending personas has kind of been like a thing for me since I like really adopted their, their setup. A, the cost efficiency is just absolutely insane. And if it does die, I can send a runner to Guitar Center and just go get another one. Like, at, in a pinch, that's, that is totally that's possible. That's actually a really good point that I hadn't thought about before. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, there's you just pick one up on the way. Set. Yeah. Yeah. They're it's, all over the place. Yeah, they're, coming in, they're coming in cheaper than an M32. Uh, I find them to be a little bit more robust than an M32. Um, uh, I'm loaded with their full plug-in package, you know, plugins um comp and eq plugins on every single input and output 64 channels over built-in usb records as outputs like they pretty much built a lot of that stuff in that everyone else is charging you extra for option cards and i i don't hate it and uh and michael you heard it like it's acceptable yeah uh, it, it really is it really for a 48k is. affordable mixer it is in my opinion, it smokes the M32, which I know is not a popular opinion at all. Um, but I think well, the level I, of... I don't... I would say this. I had that thing in my house for a week and a half, and I played with it. And, you know, right. I saw a very early version of it. So as with mm-hmm. any early version of any console, there's going to be some stuff that's missing, and it's not it's not working quite right. And, and I know that as a result of the feedback that I provided, they actually went and up- updated a bunch of stuff. But totally. the stuff that... There's some cool stuff in there that you don't see a lot, you know, some of those vintage compressors. There's some interesting things that they're doing. Um, but I, I really think that a lot of people don't have drive time on these. Because like I said, I don't see them that much. So, so no, and I would say, you know, it's... My problem has always been workflow. Like looking at how the compressors work and the gates and the EQ works on the Personas format is just like different than anyone else's. That that's the only problem I had with them. They and, they've and definitely obviously cleaned having them, them work. They've cleaned them up a lot from the OG studio lives, and I think you know Persona's yeah. just kind of like fighting an uphill battle on that one because so many of us have brutal PTSD from those first gen studio lives. <laughs> like none of the EQ numbers matched up to what you were actually hearing or what it was doing. That no. they were all over the place. They were not fun to be on, and I think over what almost eight years that it's been since they updated the studio live they watched every other company come out with digital consoles see what everybody likes about some see what everybody hates about others and try to figure out the most cost efficient way to give as much possible from all of those different aspects to the user um from make- makers of the ACP8. <laughs> yeah. ACP5, yeah, they, they, because usually at least the last yeah. couple channels were never working on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, five. yeah, but they were great. I mean, they in a pinch, like they were. Yeah. So, but we're talking a bit about Max, who's like at a different level. So that's probably where people are going to be like, well, why is he still using that? Do you use any outboard pre's or anything nope. specific like microphones? Nope. Uh, Anything? It's all internally. Nope. Now the the biggest thing with the 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 Personas AVB setup is that it allowed me to get rid of all my DIs and snakes on stage. All the playback tracks are direct into another rack mixer over USB, 
they show up on the network. That rack mixer is also catching a couple analog inputs from that side of stage. There's a 32-channel rack mixer that's catching all the drums, all the wireless, sending my sending some side fill outputs out, feeding all the in-ears, and then another line out the front of house. I, I try to keep and, it as and MIDI simple. control information, does that work for the console triggering or just a video? Uh, oh, yeah, that was solely for video. Yeah, so that two, two separate systems, yeah. So are Damn, you using ahead. a stream deck or anything for like macros or anything else? Uh, the Stream Deck is solely controlling the uh, the ATEM switcher software in the video rack. Basically, it's just it's just programmed to the one two three four five hotkeys, so I can cut through and then uh, auto and cut transitions. And then there's an APC. You're doing a mini. lot of work. Holy cow! I sure am, dude. Um, <laughs> uh, and and again, it's the at a festival. I have iMag. I have content and I have a studio live. I'm an absolute freak compared to everyone else at that stu- at that festival. And <laughs> but, but I'm an official. You know wouldn't, wouldn't it be like, ripping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't it be ripping though? Like in a in a rehearsal situation, is to get all that stuff time coded and triggered, and basically you're just making special moves. You know, get it all working coherently together because it sounds like you're just doing a ton of work. Exactly, but my uh, trick so is that like Max really likes iMag and iMag uh, and like iMag effect, like the trippy effects on iMag cameras. So content is secondary. I'm really using the uh, Resolume video server for all those, you know, a couple logos doing some stuff. But for the most part, I'm dropping live effects on iMag feeds for that stuff. And if if cool. we're at a festival that has their own iMag. I will tap that festival's 1080i feed, do the same thing I normally do, but then I also mm. have that sneaky little record deck in the bottom of my rack, so Max gets a bootleg version of his festival set. <laughs> you ass. know what, dude? That is that is the a thing, lot of work, but it's worth it. Well, it is. The thing, yeah, you're showing up with a you know a tiny little desk, and and let's be real. I mean, on our show, front front of house footprint was an issue that day we just there was not a lot of space not a lot of room on that deck no and and, and i mean you and i both ended up on the lawn <laughs> and not I even ended up, i ended up on the lawn be- i ended up on the lawn because the snake wasn't long enough that they found me. so there's that and and you know we were when i was out of coachella we have you know you've got sd12s you got and then you've got s6ls and you got you know there's a pro 2 and there's all this stuff and then Everywhere. this guy shows up with a with an sq5 and he puts it down on top of somebody's lid and he plugs one cable and he mixes a show. And it was probably one of the best sounding shows I heard all weekend. And he just picks his desk up and leaves. So For sure. you don't have to flip. You don't have to get hands like you were in and out. You're efficient. And the show you sounded can, great, man. So like uh, you're, you're doing you can fit that right, console you know? in a Pelican. Like that's, that's crazy. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, uh, you know, like. The iPad for the console, which is operating as your second screen and your second touch screen, for that mm. matter. Now, then you just grab the iPad and go walk around and tune up your front fills at at Soundcheck, and then you drop it back where you want it. Mm-hmm. Um, the The level of efficiency for the amount of the little amount of money that's there is pretty ridiculous. So you, how is the how is the network signal? Like you said, walking around at a festival. So do you ever drop signal when you're walking around? So I tie the router on stage and the router out front onto the same network. So as I walk back and forth between them, it'll jump from one to the other. 
that's smart. If I walk, <laughs> like if I if like I walk that. down to yeah. the front fills and I lose the front of house router, give it a second, it'll catch the stage router, and I can continue on my wayward son. Good. How many inputs? Uh, thirty-two on the version that I have, but they make a sixty-four channel though. It so will this figured out. Yeah, it will allow you to do. <laughs> it will allow you to do sixty-four channel records over USB. Um, since there's only thirty-two inputs on the board, whatever. But then you can record all your effects, all your stereo groups, your mains, your talkbacks. So it does give you some pretty ridiculous flexibility. Um, the built-in capture software is pretty clean. I, I can do virtual sound checks on it. Uh, I Sweet. can do backup records to an SD card built into the mixer. Um, same thing with virtual sound checks there. Um, there is no USB flash drive situation. Everything's SD card. So your show files and your records are all on an SD card. Cool thing is, so let's, yeah, go ahead. Uh, at the other side of the snake. So you have a router up there for their monitoring. Uh, do you control that as well? Or do you have a guy that does that? They do it on their phones. They do it on their phones, which is awesome. <laughs> awesome at a festival because. I, be- no one's getting fired before i walk to front of house they can tell me if something's messed up like uh hey man the overheads are flipped hey man there's a buzz on the left keyboard or whatever like they can let me know i can address that before i have to walk through a couple thousand people and be stuck out in front of house that's Decent saved efficiency. myself multiple times custer don't go anywhere we got a problem yeah what what show me your phone noise okay and go go figure that out um yeah i mean call me crazy but uh doesn't suck i'll put it that way we'll need a picture if you have a picture of your front of house set up with the video and all that stuff just like we'll, we'll need to tag a picture in yeah, a, we'll our description of this podcast i'll have too, to so dig through get a gander. i'll have to you dig know, through there have been a few times I, most of the times when i end up doing some of the video stuff um i'm on like house console console du jour kind of thing um Right. The PreSonus hasn't been fully in play that long. Um, I got it during COVID, which seemed like a prime time to like spend a year and a half digging in and see if I could break it. Um, and I couldn't. I found a few ways to break Better it. Getting COVID, found a few ways to break it, but uh, now I just avoid those those things. <laughs> so, so I mean, this is actually something that we haven't talked about in quite a while on the show. Um, you own that console. You purchased it for yourself. I own most of the rig aside from the inner yeah. mixer. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't talked about that. Yeah. In a while. I so, own way too much stuff to be totally honest. Well, um, nah, dude, like, I mean, I have, I have, I don't mix all that much these days and I own three consoles and I can't really justify <laughs> why. Fancy pants. Know, fancy pants. I like them. Uh, but, but there is a real conversation fancy. to be had about the investment so I, you know, I run my own business. And so you can say I bought this DSP or whatever, and I don't rent gear. So if you're looking at the spreadsheet, you're never going to see a return on investment on that thing that I bought. However, see, I rent, I rent a ton of gear. Sorry. Well, you, mean well we're going to, mean we, I mean, we got to shop. No, we're going to talk about that. But yeah. to me, it's about showing up with what I need to do my job at a show. And that makes me faster and it makes me more efficient and it makes me more, I mean, a lot of systems, the DSP is locked out or they don't have. So I carry a DSP if I need to, and I plug it in and I can do my work. 
and I don't need to ask Absolutely. for people to do things. So, so in that sense, it's lower stress, it's faster, it's more efficient, it's more accurate, it's more repeatable. And from a system engineering position, that's the money. Um, well, and I think and- <laughs> uh, most touring techs have their like kit of things that they will never go do a show without. And right. for that exact reason of like, I have one, forget it, I'll just do it and we'll right. move on and, and solve this problem. Right. Um, so I don't think that's like crazy out of the ordinary. Um, but yeah, it, it does get to a point where it's like, I should be making more money off of some of right. this stuff. Well, that's, that's for the thing sure. is how do you justify the purchase? <laughs> because, you know, you can't, you know, a lot of us, you don't think of that in a dollars and cents type of return on investment. It's not going to be there, but it's, it, to me, it's a long play. You know, is it that I consistently get better results and work quicker because of this and that gets me more work? I mean, that's that's really where it is for me. And that that calculus doesn't make sense for everybody in all in all situations. But absolutely, this is this is something that you need to think about, you know, uh, in terms of having the tool set that, you you know, the the metaphor is if you call a plumber to come to your house and fix something, they don't ask if they can use your wrench. Right. Correct. So, So there is some amount of assumption there that to do some part of your job, you're going to show up with the tools that you need. Now, again, there's many different situations that people work under, but as a freelancer, particularly the something like a wireless measurement rig, one channel, they're expensive. Oh. I spent a lot. Right. So Sam just, just did Hold a on. whole tour with oh a cable, right? So I so, just did festivals. <laughs> I just did a festival run with 300 feet of XLR. Right. Or however much it was. <laughs> there was delays. Like they, for some odd reason, our vendor, was unfortunately unable to get us even a single channel of measurement wireless. And so I just went and did this whole thing without it. Okay, great. I looked at our front of house engineer at one point and was like, I would sell exactly half of my soul to be able to buy a channel of wireless right now. Because the question isn't necessarily like it didn't, I don't feel like it changed the results I got a whole ton because a lot of times for delays, I was able to, thankfully borrow whatever measurement wireless was there for the festivals. Um, It would have been nice to have more than one channel, but I will take one over however many hundred feet of XLR I'm going to have to pull as an alternative. So it wasn't necessarily the results changed, but it was just the sheer amount of effort, like walking in and looking at how far away this third set of delays was and just going, Dear Lord, I hope there is something wireless right now because. So so my question is, at what point do you decide I am spending my own money on this because it's going to it's going to make my life easier? Right. And that's That's what I'm talking about in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, it's still there. I've decided. Okay. so uh, I like so I am not much of a systems engineer. I do. I do some stuff up in New York as like a, a solid house gig over the summer at uh, Pier 17. But with the with the SE stuff, like I know I see those electro wireless units used most often. Is that is that like the preferred thing for you guys? Yeah. Like there, okay. There there are basically two manufacturers that the problem is that most of the mics that we use for pro wireless purposes don't belong in a measurement loop because they have companders or data compression or, or all sorts of nonlinear right, things right. Um, that, that are not a problem or even sometimes desirable with a human voice. But when you put it in a measurement loop, you see all that stuff. Um, so the electrosonics 
makes, you know, the TM400 in the US is sort of like the de facto one that everybody uses. And there's variations on, they just came out with a new one that's, that's you know, even better in some ways. But the, the Electro is, is a majority shareholder for sure. Um, there's one other company, MyPro or MePro, that, that makes uh, another, you know, couple of different options for that. And it's, it's less expensive. Um, it's plastic. It's got rechargeable battery caddies. Uh, it's, it's got Dante. So depending on what you're trying to do um, and how many channels you need, that is another option that people do. If it's going to, you know, if it's going to rack mount up, then that's very different than something that rides in a Pelly. So, you know, the durability sure. question, but, but it's really the, the Electro and then the MyPro are sort of really the two that you see in, in use in professional environments and, and gotcha. they're not cheap. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. They're not oh, cheap. Oh no, nothing. You nothing know? with Electro on the, on the front is cheap. Um, over uh, one of my gigs last summer, right before like, shows started coming back was i was the uh, rf coordinator for the premier lacrosse league for espn um no cool. i'm sorry not espn um sick cbs one of those yeah if we're still doing the uh within arm's reach thing uh here's my commemorative uh all-star game helmet that i got hey uh, that's the neat. Official, official pll lacrosse people setup. don't mess around that's lacrosse does not mess the fuck around it's such a like, cool they game will, they will hit you it's such a cool game uh, I, I played a little bit in school and like, uh, all lax bro jokes aside, like it's such a great sport. Um, I, I, w- I wish, I wish my old stick was a little bit smaller that I could like bring it along with me for some shows and just play some wall ball to kill 20 minutes and clear my head. Um, but it's play wall ball or eat dinner. So that's my, <laughs> that's the catch. So you did the broadcast mix for that? Uh, no, I was the RF coordinator. So we, it RF. was a 12 week season. Uh, we, it was uh, three days of games, headline show on Friday night, and then two double headers Saturday and Sunday. Um, two, two players per team were, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the Q5X player mics. Um, they're basically like transmitters dipped in rubber and sent out. So we strap it to their back wire over the top uh they wear like this uh we're like this basically a sports bra with a pouch on the back that the mic would be fit in um and then uh two electrosonics venue two receivers um maxed out with all six channels um couple coach mics referee mic and uh we were you they were using it for on-field interviews so the guys up in the booth had some cp200s that were coordinated to we use the same stuff that like the quarterbacks use for football games when you see him like kind of like governor's ears because because the uh, you know some coach up in the booth is calling the next play. So we were using that same tech in a you just scored a goal. They'll grab the radio that's labeled to the guy's helmet that they want to interview. They'll hey man that was a crazy shot like you know what did you see when you saw that defender on you and then we'll go to the 4K handheld camera on field and get their response live. It's great TV man, great Dope. TV, man, super cool. I want to do sports so bad. Everyone <laughs> wants to do rock and roll. I want to do it. I want to do sports real bad. It's funny. I'm with, so like I'm with, I'm with you. Sports has been my. There's not a whole lot of touring for me going on from like January to February. So since like 2015 16. My main bag over those couple months has been the A2 for broadcast for NCAA basketball. Um, that's just kind of a fun, I don't know, it's a great way to fill two months of like there's not really any touring going on. You get to fr- see free games. 
And like the pay is arguably better than rock and roll, like depending on the show. But at the same time, a uh, 500 foot of DT snake is not fun. Um, <laughs> but there's that. Speaking of grass is always greener. I know. I was going to say the sports stuff always pops up. So I was waiting for Chris to jump in because we like to talk about the sports. Sorry, stuff. I was dealing with some some work stuff. No, so. but the uh, the are you are you into this? Do you want to voice a question? I'm concerned. I, I missed the last twenty minutes easy of what you guys oh, talked dude, about. You have so to listen I'm, to this. You're gonna listen to it when it comes out. I'm sorry. There's just personas. Nobody cares. It's fine. And then had, and then you can come back and ask him stuff. <laughs> we had some uh, gear stolen at a show, so I was dealing oh, that's, with some that's logistics. Not, that's so. not good. No, yeah. I'm sorry. No, okay. the only thing you've missed is we've established that he's smarter than the rest of us combined. <laughs> no, not hard, pretty much. Not no, he does sports. Not hard my end, so yeah, it's all good. Um. We were all right. Uh, I got one for you, man. I got one for you. Yeah. So, going into let's talk about being support and advocating for your artists and making yeah, sure let's you talk. get what you need. Let's you had to do a lot that. of that, right? Um, on on the show that we did, you spent a lot of time trying to make sure you could get what you needed for your show, but you also have to go like, "Hey, I'm support, and I need to not." you know, consume all the resources of the crew. And I need to understand that, the you know, I can't I have to be conscious of space. I have to be conscious of scheduling. Like talk about that. That's a kind of a tightrope walk, right? That is, uh, I like to think of it as you're at someone else's house and then someone else owns the sandbox that they're letting you play in. <laughs> so it's, and they're broke. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like, I got, having I got sand problem. in my ass, but we're still getting fine. Like, <laughs> um, it is, it is, yeah, like a tightrope walk is definitely the thing because, like, I'm trying to be as respectful as possible to the fact that, like, this is your guys' show. Uh, but I still need the things to do my show. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, on that, uh, that show, for example, one of the biggest issues that I was having was the 50 person dance troupe that was supposed to be happening <laughs> before our set. Ooh. So it's okay. I really don't want to strike this stuff guys, but if we have to, can we only, I don't want to, I know we have to, can we meet in the middle and just strike this stuff instead of mm-hmm. all of it? Mm-hmm. Like trying, always trying to find that middle ground where you don't have enough leverage to say no, absolutely not. But you have to kill him with kindness and like while still being stern, it's a really it's a hard yeah. gray area to to walk in sometimes. And you know, I, doing the support stuff, Max Max gets a ton of support stuff like they're great gigs, they're always good looks. Um and it's always a nice opportunity for for headliner to be like, you know, it's the Max show. So like when headliners like, yo this guy was great. Like, let's, so like my job is to make sure that the, yo, this guy was great happens Mm -hmm. at at each time in those scenarios. Um, and even headline shows like, man, my shop is in a PBS station and there's a lot of Daniel tiger around here. And like, all I want to do is be the Mr. Rogers of fucking audio. Like, yes. just be nice. You wanna, I want to make it happen. Trolley. Understand that people are trolley. dealing with stuff. But like, look, man, remember that two years where none of us had a job? Don't forget about that. Like, yeah, I want to be on the trolley. 
Yeah, t- t- take me to oh god, what was the name of the place? Uh, uh, oh god, I don't know. Oh, the man, just like to? so damn wholesome. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that play his piano a little bit and he would sing. Yeah, exactly. Great, how many feet is How many people do you have on a normal crew day? So you are doing a headline show. What's your normal crew? How many people? You're looking at them. That's it. You. I have and a, the band. I have a TM who's out there with me, um, and he's also like being doing TM stuff. So like, um, if we're doing <laughs> yeah, a headline tour, too. if we're doing a headline tour, it depends on what budget looks like. If we're doing a ton of lighting, uh, we'll bring an LD, and then uh, there's one that we really like to work with, Lauren. She's fantastic. Um, I'll let, but in that regard, I'm like, hey, you take the hands. I'll deal with audio. We don't have enough mm-hmm. time to like, I, I give me one audio person from the house. You take the hands and build this rig. Um, the last tour we did, we had a, a 750 pound Rubik's cube in the middle of the stage. So like I let, Brilliant. Oh, dude, I'll send a picture of it. It was, <laughs> it was the bane of my existence, but man, it did look good. How, how can we make this more of a pain in the ass? <laughs> Um, but but I'm starting to see the so, logic behind the mixer that you plug one cable into and, and fits in a pelly. Like this makes sense. Yeah, it's if a you're, lot of work. Being man. pulled in so many this directions. Is, yeah, absolutely. I, I have yeah. I have been the one man tech on that crew for five years, and it's They're gone. Trying to kill from, you. Probably. It's whatever. I got a solid life insurance policy, so that's what. <laughs> um, <laughs> it doesn't help you, but anyway. Um, <laughs> that's the thing though right like you have figured out like that's the perfect tool for you for your job the way you've built it well and i was you know got seven people to tip an sc7 great but if you don't hell yeah cool i can flip this out by myself and go that route and like it's that's the beauty i see with like the like the c1500d live like same same kind of deal and like i i I partnered with a good friend of mine in jersey and we have a bunch of d live and like that 1500 goes out 10 times more than the S5000. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. People just want it. There's an efficiency factor there. And, you know, brought to you by Alan and Heath. Well, dude, the so Leo and the in the Lawrence band, they have the TI, the titanium chassis one. Yeah. It, Those are kind of neat too. Yeah. When you go into the furniture store and they have like cardboard cutouts of, of fake ornament, like that's what it felt like. It felt so light. I was like, wait, so it felt like a joke. And that's so that's the kind of thing that I think is winning and starting to creep further up in the strata of like, yeah, okay, we're doing 900 cap now, but I still want this little light thing that I don't need someone to help me flip. Like, because those footprints are getting so insanely powerful now. Well, um, and there's such a, there, we are, we are quickly going back to like 2010 with the front of house TM combo that like people need to that like small, quick, okay, we're up and running, go. I got to go take uh-huh. care of guest list. Like it's is, yep. is that you know, because of budget or because of availability of people? 50-50, I think. Like mm-hmm. I I know that every time I end up with like a front of house TM situation, it is either there's only room for one more person on the bus mm-hmm. or the budget's just too tight to have anyone else on there. Like it's really 50 50 it depends on the artist depends on the tour depends on management there's there's so many layers to that point now that being said like i've really tried to step away from the front of house tm combo i'll pm all day long like just give me the show and i'll Mm -hmm. deal with that but Mm -hmm. 
man, I hate booking hotels. I hate booking like it's a so thing. So, so like I thing, do man. a lot of like I do a lot of like uh, remote TM stuff where like I'll do the front end work and I actually I utilize the Discord server to find somebody for a tour that like yeah, baby. Yeah, nope. It's fantastic resource. Um, had a couple people send me resumes. I sent it over to management and artist. They chatted with them and told me who they wanted. So cool. It's yeah, awesome. And you know, um, it the, works. The dude's been really good. Um, you know, but it's funny because like, man, my first tour was not even a Sprinter van, a Ford Transit van. Um, awesome. Right. Uh, I was front of house TM, the merch seller, the driver. Oh, geez. And I was, I was the everything, right? Um, so it would like load everything in, sound check's done. Cool. Go set up the merch table. Cool. Take all the merch down because I don't want to steal anything. Great. <laughs> yep. Like, wolf some foe down my neck, head up to get ready for the show, do the show, strike the stage, pack the van, run to the merch table before the headliner's finished, get everything back up, sell merch, count merch and then drive two hours and then drive seven hours the next brutal, absolutely brutal. And like, I, (laughs) I don't want anyone else to have to go through that, but I feel like that is such a rite of passage for like young guns coming up who are like, I want to do this. Like you better be ready to do all this other stuff. Like, I was in a Ford Explorer with six people. Well, yeah, this is the thing of like, I want to mix. That. Like, you think it is. you're not just going to just mix. There's like, going to yeah. be those, something else. Those gigs are out there, but boy, they're, you know, that's just, that's not what, Sam? <laughs> your, your, your first hint is when the last song, they're playing the last song and they go, hey, man, if there's anyone out there, let us crash. For yeah, those for are my favorite. All right, guys, we got Me two songs left. Like, we just need a basement and a couple couches. Like, Sam was yeah, doing exactly. the dad finger, so I think she has a comment. Go ahead, Sam. Well, I was talking to a friend about this the other day and just talking about, like, your job is never just your job, right? Like, you you can go and, like, you, you can be there to tech or be there to mix, but, like, you're you're going to inevitably do something. Like, we had a couple of shows on these festivals where we just weren't able to get there until, like, 3 in the afternoon two in the afternoon and our monitor was like as soon as you get your world like handled the pa handled can you come help us like i was like absolutely let's whatever but just i had talked to some people recently that were surprised by that and i'm wondering if that's it's, like, the stuff because that, i worked for a company that's the stuff that gets you more gigs after that mm-hmm. though it's the uh, oh, oh they did their whole job and then they helped me out because they saw that this was mm-hmm too much for one person mm-hmm. that just increases Dude, you the came up to me and back. you were like you need anything man like that that's cool man i dig that shit you know <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, you want a water or something man? Work, like but, but yeah you, totally we gotta, we gotta help yeah. each other out and especially when you've got these gigs where shit's not going right we gotta we gotta help each other out but you know you talked about something that i was just thinking about because i was just writing about it and i want to kind of revisit it because i think it's very important and i don't think enough people talk about it you talk about defending your show defending your artist so they want to strike your stuff. It, you're, you have to go push back against that because no one else is going to. If you don't speak up, no one's going to do it. So, so you are the sort of the only line of defense in a lot of these cases, particularly in your situation where you don't have a whole crew with you. Yeah. Making sure that you're doing what you can to keep that stability, keep that consistency for your artists and, and pushing back against that and being out there to advocate is a bigger part of this job than a lot of people might think. 
while that's also what I playing say nice that. at the same time, like right, and preserving those because, relationships and not and not being rude and not being because I still I still like need that, these yeah. people to like help me get out at the end of the night too. So like, right, the last thing I want is no help because I was a yeah. giant jerk at at changeover. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, you got to you got to figure out how to Tom Sawyer it. Mm-hmm. To an extent, make them paint the fence. To an you extent, know what I mean, make yeah. them make. Oh, dude, this is come on, man. Let's do this. Yeah, let's get this done. Here, and man, that's where you, jumping in is you great. Take, you, you take the yellow spike tape. I'll take the pink spike tape, <laughs> and let's go. Let's go put some tape down, man. You're a well, student. Let's go. Yeah. Part of it too. <laughs> I, well, like you said, I mean, it's it's possible to be professional, but also say this is not going to work for us. Like that. That can be a respectful interaction. It doesn't have to be combative. But no. you got to have a discussion. You got to have good communication, and and uh, I think that you know, Chris, you call this politics was the word that you yes, used, you know, and, and that's what we're talking politics. about when we say politics. It's it's managing that stuff, which has nothing to do with how well you mix, um, because you know those are those are the big variables where people want to move stuff, they want to move the subs, they want to move the wedges, they want to strike the drum kit, and and those things can really have an abnormally large effect on the show if you're not very careful about that. So so that's the stuff that you're like, nah, man, let's let's have a conversation about this and let's see what we can do. Um, and I think that doesn't get enough attention because it's very important. And if you don't watch out for it, it'll get you. Hundred percent, hundred percent. To have people skills, people skills, man. Got to have people skills. Yeah, I, it's it is one hundred percent a thing. And like, you know, and like, you guys, you guys did an episode with uh, Aram. Pillagian, yes, yeah, Pillagian. Okay, his his bit on like uh, corporate A two work was so spot on. It's the like you have to explain to them in the like the most basic way of just like I can't do it that way. We have to do this, and like the the similarities of um talking to corporate CEO and talking to local stagehand or production manager are not that far off. Like mm-hmm. aside from bank accounts, like that is, <laughs> you still have to like talk in a way to make your point that this has to happen this way or it's the end result is not going to be desirable for anybody around mm-hmm. here. Like it's, yeah, no, it's, it's, you know, it's a tightrope act. Like, well, the, the twist, too, is these college events, and you often have, and I've done a ton of college events, both as, as like someone involved with, on the venue side, someone involved with the artist side, someone involved with the vendor side, and I think what they're doing is phenomenal, which is we've got these college kids, and they're interested, and we want them to actually do the events. We want them to make the decisions. We want them to plan it and get experience doing it, and I think that's really important. However... Um, sometimes there is not enough oversight there as there should be from staff who is keeping an eye on things. And okay, you guys signed a signed in advance for how much? And did you read this writer first? And do you understand that you have to rent all these things now? And you didn't think about the, but like, so you can get into these situations where they are 100% cooperative and very enthusiastic and very happy that you're there. But also there are some big problems that you have to discuss. And in that case, it's not a confrontation as much as like, look, you need to have some context here so we can go in the right direction because like dig the enthusiasm, but Hey, we got to talk about a couple of things and, and those can be difficult to manage too, because I want them to have a good experience. I want them to either maintain or foster a passion for live events. That's, that's hopefully why they're doing it. And we want to encourage that. I don't want to drive them away from that, 
But at the same time, sometimes you can get a little bit behind on those things because there wasn't enough oversight and you kind of, now it's show day and, and they're like, what video wall? And you're like, oh no, <laughs> right? So so those Dude. types of things. Uh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, oh man, that and that has happened so many times. And yeah. like, hopefully... I, you know, hopefully it is a lesson to the, you know, the college students and the program and all of that of like, hey, we should, we should maybe be a little bit more tight on, on how we're like, one of my favorite sayings is reading is hard. And like the less words that you can use while still maintaining the fact that like these things need to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when I send over documents, um, you know, I'll have a note in there that's like, we need this. Call me if we can't have it. Like, and mm-hmm. and we'll get, I'll get on a call with other people, um, or at least an email so I have a paper trail of the conversation. Because um, I, I find so many times that like, you get twenty page advance, and most a lot of times with those college shows like they're not reading, they're not reading it. Like they're not reading it all. And like key components Re- getting reading missed. is hard. Reading is hard. Like I, I get <laughs> that. So I've, I've tried to make like as condensed while still being concise and direct about mm. like, this is needed. If we don't have this, please call me. And like, we need to suss this out. Um, right. and you know, sometimes stuff still gets missed. Um, but again, like it's trying to turn it into like a learning experience for those kids in those college show scenarios of like, what? yeah, go ahead, go, go. Sorry, sorry. I, well, I think Michael's had a good point in the past and I don't know if it was on a podcast or just us internally because it, it all blurs together for me, um, is that uh, sometimes it, it's probably a conversation in discord actually. Um, uh, we need to bear in mind that the people that we're dealing with uh, once we get there are often not the people who made these bad decisions or wrong decisions or, or promises or whatever. So there needs to be potentially some grace extended towards the people we're actually interfacing with because they're not the ones who made this decision. So that, I think that's a back to right. the politics, back to the relationship thing, right? That's something that needs to be taken into oh, consideration. That's, well, that's the whole, you, you know, uh, that's say, the whole hold on, dude, well, I sent angles and you didn't hang them. But it wasn't, they didn't get them. They, you know what I mean? So it wasn't, I can't be mad at them. They didn't hang it wrong. They just didn't get the info that I sent. It's a perfect example. Right. Same thing with, I would say, we've been talking a lot lately about like the relationship. If you're like a house tech and you're a touring tech coming in, like, look, that house tech didn't design the system. They often didn't tune the system, right? Like they're just there to kind of maintain what's there. So don't give them shit if Some, you know someone if, if there's a the sandbox, if there's a blown right? driver on the left PA stack or whatever. Like identify it, talk about it, but like it's not their fault, probably. You know, Absolutely so not. Th- back nope. to the human element, the politic element. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of things involved in this. I can't tell and you how I, many. No when to draw the line too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, my personal favorite is like, hey man, we we got the stage all pinned for you. And I'm like, mm, which plot did you get? Uh-oh. Like, and sure enough, Uh-oh. it's like some plot from booking that like never like I send updated plot. And like, for some reason, like they still have one from like two years ago. And hey, man, it's like fax paper. Yeah. Like uh, we have a whole backline package <laughs> here, but like you pinned us for a track set. I'm not. uh 
we're gonna i'm sorry guys but we're gonna have to redo this like right I well, really appreciate go, the like, effort. Like, <laughs> hey, who am I actually going to be interacting with on the day? Send me that person's number. I would like to just hear the, a human voice on the phone, uh, that type of thing. And then the other thing that happens, and it's a it's a college thing again. It's also nonprofits have this issue too. Is we have oh, someone's doing fucking fireworks outside of my office. So sorry, <laughs> bang bang. Happy birthday, yeah, America! It's, happy, it's Willow's birthday today. Happy birthday, Willow! We got you some happy fireworks. Happy yeah. birthday, um, Willow! Happy birthday! Yeah. So. Uh, you know, we have X amount of dollars and, oh, we can book Miguel and Max for that price. Great. Let's book it. Not realizing that there's probably at least that price again in stuff that you have to rent because they're fly dates and you have to supply consoles and lighting. And, and so I think people see the artist fee and they go, we can afford that. And they spend all their money on the artist fee not realizing that there's security and hospitality and all mm-hmm. here. And like, it's like, dude, if you spent a hundred percent of your budget on the artist fee, mm-hmm. we're not going to have a show, <laughs> you know? So, yep. so explaining, Hey, there's a lot more to this than what the artist's fee is. And let's make sure we're clear about what's going to happen when you sign this contract. There's no, right. <laughs> there, there, there's no class about that at school. And right, I think entertainment right. management should cover that in college level stuff like um it it works a different way than most of life that we know right. it when it comes to contracted events and stuff like that um right. entertainment is a strange entity and there's probably a lot of money in that so anyone listening who is really good at that should probably t- start their own school and the industry needs management. people that can do that well so we oh, sorely man. need people who can do that well so yes absolutely what one thousand percent uh yeah, no, it's, I think we all like over COVID, we lost a lot of like good people who do that kind of stuff too. And I feel like yeah. may, maybe it's just me, but it seems like there's a lot of fresh blood handling some of that stuff now. And like, there's a learning curve there and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, try again, trying to be gracious with that. And I know, you know, Michael, like you said, like, I know the person who I'm dealing with day of is not the one who made these decisions or, right. or signed off on XYZ. Um, but like, you got to get me in contact with the person who is going to be there that day. Um, right. I run into a lot of like gatekeeping of that kind of info of like, hey, can I like, yeah. can I reach out to a production contact? Like, no, we handle everything. Okay. Let's see how this goes. Like, so I, uh, I'll throw in there. I, for there are times where um the the people who the production companies the whatever who are being hired there is a level of um protection there right they don't just want the freelancer that they are going to happen to hire for this show answering these questions and making promises that they can't deliver on and stuff so there just needs to be some understanding that there are some levels to this that no matter whether you be nice to talk to this person you're just not going to so i it's true uh, yeah and maybe maybe i'm not saying we can't i'm not not, no, no 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 you're you're not wrong in pursuing that. I'm just trying to say that like there are realities of 
for instance, there's a large gig I'm working on, we've been planning for months, and it wasn't until today that I got to speak to the it's pe- my birthday party. <laughs> that I got to speak to <laughs> the people who I can actually get down to the nitty gritty details of something I've been planning for for months, right? Because of logistics and the people weren't in place, and so there, there's often layers to companies to. Um, processes buildings whatever that are in place that you just they're just going to be there um and and just have you know so space for but but if that's how your company's structured there is an obligation to make sure that the right people get the information because the problem comes when you send we have these conversations and we have these agreements and we send our documents and then the people who show up go i never got your angles i never got your files or whatever and it's like dude i sent them two months ago so the company is swallowing these things into a black hole um and then there's just absolutely unnecessary chaos on the day of the show so i i can understand why the company wants to filter things but they still need to make sure that the people they're actually sending to the gig have the information they need to do their job. Um, because it's really not cool to put somebody in that spot where they don't know what the fuck's going on. And you're sending them out there and they're sure. not privy to what's happening. And the I hope there's people who watch this podcast because they'd figure it out. Finally. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit here and bitch and, about and it. I'm, and I'm not <laughs> disagreeing with you. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing out the caveats oh, of like things sure. that do exist and happen within. For you know. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and I think that's why I have, I have veered away from phone call advances. I, I really documentation. There's something to be said about a paper trail of like, this was agreed upon. This was said, like uh, there's something, Mm -hmm. there's something to that. So you talked about knowing It'd be good where the to have the phone is. call and have the checklist of things that you agreed on. I so do that too. I, I sent a, I send a follow-up that. email. Um, yep. So Custer, I guess with all the agreed upon things, I guess I want to hit on this real quick before we, we go to our traditional ending paraphernalia. Um, yeah. You, dun, dun, you, dun. you talked about, you talked about knowing, knowing where the line is, knowing where to draw the line. So it, with this idea of defending your show, there's always things you got to go, okay, that's not what we wanted, uh, but we'll make it work. That's not what we were promised, but we'll make it work. At what point do you go? No. You know, there is a point where you have to say no. Uh, a lot of times that's a safety, right? Like if you're, if your drum riser is bending in the middle, I'm going to go, no, we're not putting that on stage because my artist is going to get hurt. So, so where, boy, that's a tough judgment call, but you have to make it sometimes. And it, it's, it's really situational. I think it, anything safety related, like risers, like uh, walkways, stuff like that, that I will try to nip in the bud as quickly and cleanly as possible. Um, if it's the, it, uh, like, uh, we only have, uh, you know, really it's the safety stuff, man. Like, unless it's like a total showstopper mm-hmm. of a thing, like, oh, uh, we don't right. have enough wireless. Like, all right, cool. Put those guys on wired. Just make sure Max has the one available wireless. Like, mm-hmm. we'll live through it. Put a hundred foot cable on that on that one so we can do our downstage stuff it's gonna suck i'll talk to the guys i'll i'll Mm -hmm. deal with the back end problem of that but yeah i mean showstoppers and safety like that's that's kind of the the only thing i can think of one there there, there is the old there is the old adage right like a short of safety the show must go on right so like it's there is a a element of that of like it's yes but i mean so our, an artist who has an endorsement can get in an enormous trouble if they do a show on a 
different brand of drums that then they have an endorsement for. That's a real thing. And and people get sued over that shit. So you have to be aware of that and maybe you have to tape some logos or something like that. There, there also is a part where you're doing something that could make your artist look bad. Um, so, so those yeah. things are out there. They're, they're minority cases, but, th- but they do happen, but I'm more concerned about, you know, there was one night I remember where they're like, Hey, how badly do you need your center front fill? I was like, what, what does that mean? You know, like that's the most important one. Cause we had this, we had this stage thrust and there's a, the people that I go, well, without that, I go, all those people that got came five hours ago and waited in line so they could be downstage center. They ain't hearing shit. You know, that's all your VIPs mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Um, and I was like, boy, I really don't. And they're like, look, here's the issue. If you put that there, there's not enough room between that and the barricade for a security person to get through. And I was like, oh, it's a safety thing. Take it out. Like, yeah, hands down. Like, that's all you had to say. Absolutely. Uh, safety problem. Like, put it on the shit on the truck. Like, then I'd rather have them can't fucking hear than somebody gets hurt. Like, we're not going to play that game. You know, I got a funny story about a logo almost stopping a show from happening. See, um, that's real, man. <laughs> so no, it, it's uh, absolutely a thing. We, we I was doing I was at Maryland Sound. We used to do this motocross race uh, at a place called Buds Creek, Maryland. It's like Southern Maryland, and it's like a national televised motocross thing, right? Um, and we and we're there. We do the MSI polls and you shoot line arrays in all these directions or whatever. Anyway, that part's mute. <clears throat> there is a the the show almost got stopped because the Yamaha representative came and was like that logo is wrong it's like this giant billboard on the course and we're like i'm like what do you mean it's wrong so this is when i learned there are two yamaha logos so the tuning motors and yamaha music like they're Mm -hmm. different yep the two it's all they're both tuning forks Mm. this is useless trivia for but it's fun trivia and you'll never unsee it there are tuning forks that, so it's, it's the tuning forks that face out towards the circle. If for those who are familiar with Yamaha, yep. The tuning forks that pierce the circle is Motorsports. The the tuning forks right. that don't pierce the circle is Pro Audio. Mm-hmm. And this was the Pro Audio one. Yet this is a Motorsports one. So they're like, nope. So they literally had to cover it up and change it. Otherwise, Yamaha wanted, was was going to. This is like a day before the race, but they wanted to stop the race from happening if they didn't fix the logo. Man, we can't just take a sharpie and, when and like, you've extend got... those little lines a little bit. <laughs> no, I'm talking like 60-foot wide well, that, billboard. I mean, when you've got oh, some of these companies, oh these, these sponsorships, they've got you know millions of dollars invested in some of these sponsorship slots on these. So, that, that I mean, that is, a, that is a real thing. I mean, the, the artist endorsement thing is a very, very big deal. Um, I mean, we had that, we had that, uh, and this, I'm not talking out of school because it's on, it's straight up set on, on John Diddy's YouTube channel, but he comes in and subs for Volby's drummer for three shows. He has an endorsement that's for a different type of kit. And so now there's this whole thing about, can he go sit behind this other guy's kit, even though he's just filling in last minute. Cause it's an emergency because somebody's got COVID that's an actual conversation that still has to happen. And he can't just go and do it and assume it's going to be okay. So, so yep. I don't expect a college kid who's planning a show to understand that. That's all I'm saying is, is yeah, that they, they sure. can sometimes be playing variables that, that they need some guidance on. Um, and it's not a confrontational thing because they're trying to help and they want to do the right thing. But we just, you know, there are things that you, you screw up once and you go, oh shit, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not going to get that one wrong again. Right. Start so those life. are the things that, that man, that would be an interesting day. Yeah. That would be an interesting day of like, I'm endorsed by personas. Like, I'm sorry, man, I can't use this S6. I, I need a, I need a studio <laughs> live. <laughs> 
Now, airlift one in for me, damn it. No, um, send a runner right, to Guitar so... Center. Get me one, stat. <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, um, let's, hit, uh, let's hit Sam's question. Re- yeah, go. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Custer. Uh, I did have You're the one, guest, man. You gotta, yeah. One fun fact. So, uh, the Brandon Blackwell episode that you guys did a while back. Chris, you, love it. Chris, you, he's a great dude. A really, really good dude. Um, Chris, for you the record, mentioned, real quick, hold on. He has a book coming out. Yeah, the children's uh, book. Yeah, I was say that too. The, the children's, children's book. book about being coming an audio engineer this October. So we'll, cool. We'll That's get great, to that. Man. We'll have a moment. Just I had to throw it out there because anyway, yeah. So cool. Like such such a cool little endeavor for him. Um. Anyway, you mentioned uh that weekend before the episode, you were loading in uh, a bunch of trucks to Wall Street for a corporate event. Oh yeah, yes. I was your A two on that event. What the. F- what? Uh oh! <laughs> and he said you're a prick. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, I got hit what? up by a friend of mine, like an old Feldy kid. Uh, uh, yeah, Johnny Brand- Elon. Well, via, Brand- via Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I was I was your A two for show day for that one at the in that <laughs> tiny little room with that way was such too a blur. So it. I apologize yeah. for not recognizing. <laughs> Give oh, us all the dirt. We're ready. No, I mean it was a fine event. Like it, hopefully it was I wasn't. Just, there was so much stuff in such a small room. <laughs> so you were working insane. with Alan on the inn, right? Um, or were you uh, were you no, A two for the show, show or I was show you, call for that? Yeah, you were show A two. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I was probably. Barely awake by the hopefully time hopefully napping arrived. somewhere in a truck, like because yeah. I know that was a pretty I brutal. Sl- I slept uh, during that show and then was back for loadout. Yeah, that's wow, what a small world. Anyway, that's great. all right, Sam, take it away. <laughs> all right, what do you wish you knew when you first started? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like, um. What do I wish I knew when I first started? If the tank's half full, stop and get gas. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, like, and yeah, that man. goes from like just a van to you as a person. Like, if the tank is oh, half full, shit. go go refill. Like, whether that's mentally, physically, like, what you're stuck in the middle of Utah because you ran out of fuel. Like, it happened. Um, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe that's crazy to say, but like, yeah, if the tank's no, half I'd full, love that. I think that's go, awesome. Go top yeah. off. Like, Can I quote you on that? Like 1000%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah. just, we just did. I'm ready. Yeah, there it is. Another t-shirt. Idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Mine is Custer. We're all going to come down and visit you in Pennsylvania. It's not going to be a very long drive for Sam or Chris. Uh, but Kyle and I, we're, we're going to be there a little bit later. You're going to take us all out to eat <laughs> your favorite spot. Where are we going? Into a lacrosse match. Yeah. Oh, I'll, 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 be, I'll be popping corners all day, man. Let's, let's go. Um, le- I'm going to take you guys to Funk Brewing. Uh, there's one right in my town, and there's one in Emmaus. But they have this uh, pastrami and Brussels sprout pretzel sandwich, which is Whoa. ridiculous. Ooh. Ridiculous! Wow, yeah. There's like the pastrami. There's some. There's some cool sauce and cheese and sprouts and. Oh, you don't have to get that, but like that's what I'm gonna that. get. So like, 
But yeah, so, uh, and also like it's when within walking distance of my house, so you can get plowed and just like, to, you know, one block r- walk home. Well, speaking of getting on honorary mission to Lebanese <laughs> yeah, Bologna as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. Lebanese <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> where, do I, where did I move? Guys? What oh I, I feel God. like that's. I want to see if people made it to the end of the show, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to do. Leb- Lebanese Bologna is probably drastically different than Lebanon Bologna. I'll say that. <laughs> so I like sweet Lebanon bologna, and you, you fry it in a pan, um, and, and you melt cheese on it, and you can taste like a, like a hot melt sandwich oh. with it. Like, that's what I yeah. do with Have it. You, so. uh, they do uh, sweet bologna roll-ups, where like you take sweet what? cream cheese that's and roll name. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like so, like cream cheese rolled up in a piece of sweet bologna as like oh, a man. snack. That's it's like yeah, I like it. It's like the California sushi right roll, but of like it's like so that's like the Amish version of the California roll, right? I mean, the Amish kinda... roll. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> the Amish roll. Exactly. Oh my goodness. <laughs> spinning out of control. <laughs> oh exactly. man. All right. Well, uh, Custer, if you could define your legacy or how you'd want to be known how would you define that i had mentioned uh being the mr rogers of audio and and production that's that's kind of a thing but like i love that and also like i want to be i don't know i invest in my talented friends a lot um we kind of going back to the like owning gear michael like I have I've got a lot of friends who like are so damn talented at what they do, but they have to go some like prime example. I have my lighting director friend. She's amazing. Every time she goes to pre-program, she's got to go to a previs studio and charge a pretty exorbitant amount of money to go program that show. Mm. Uh, I'm currently in talks with her to take some of my tour money buy her her own previs rig and invest in her for a small percentage back of all of her previs stuff but like if there's a way that i can help my talented friends grow their businesses i'm in 100 percent. like it's just money man like like it's just money like sure pay your bills like grow grow your situation and 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 do as you wish but like if you're not helping out your friends when you see those kind of opportunities, then you're just stacking money. And that's great, like for sure. But like I get more out of seeing, hey, I I helped someone get this thing and now look what they've done with it. Like they've they did this crazy tour. Like, cool. I had something to do with that. Um I like having I don't know. I want to be the guy that has his fingers in tours without actually being on the tour, if that makes sense. Totally. It's kind of like the, the podcast, but we don't stack money. We, 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 we stack very little money. Help yeah. out everyone in our, yeah, we, we stack folks. Well, know? I was talking you, to Daniel got, Keller about this and like, you know, he's like, dude, you, you're doing, he's like, you have nine jobs, <laughs> you know, like you know, all these different things going on and you're publishing research and you're doing this, you're doing that. And he's like, you know, what, where's your fulfillment come from? And like all of, the stuff that I'm working on accomplishing for myself, the stuff that really makes me feel the best is knowing that 
I helped this person or guided them or mentored them or taught them or wrote a letter of recommendation for them. And then they got the gig that they wanted. They got the thing and they're out there doing the thing. And I helped them get that. And we've had our mentorship program grow so much that, you know, I, I said it six times before and I'm going to keep saying it. All of my mentees from last year, all of them got the gig they wanted every single one. And that is huge. It's huge, man. We should, uh, when I here. What was Michael yeah, Lawrence? Buddy. We should do this now. At the end of the podcast, we should do a shout out. We should all have someone that we're helping out, uh-huh. or we talk to, or whatever, and just give them a shout out, and then they'll know. We'll know if they listen to the show, okay? Because they'll be like, I'm, oh, I'm going to say, I'll share this on my page. Shout out to Cat, who happens to be Sam's roommate. Yeah, Cat, because Cat was did something that took a lot of courage, which was realize that she was in a situation that. She was underutilized and she wasn't happy and she did something very scary, which was pick up and fucking move to a new state and started a new company. And now she, I asked her yesterday, I said, are you happy? And she said, I, I am. She said, I love awesome. this and I can't wait awesome. to do it again. And, and when, and when I was with, you know, her and I talked a lot during that process. And I know that there was a ton of anxiety and a ton of fear because she's walking away from a gig she had since fucking high school for the first it's time. It's not easy. Not easy, it's, not at all. It's very, very scary, and it, but, but she did it, and she's doing a phenomenal job, and the company loves her, and she said she's happy, and and I that makes me feel great, man. I that's that's what I want to see, you know. I just want to say, go. like, uh, you got like you guys should all be like super proud of what you, like I see what this podcast is doing, and I see the community that you guys are growing, and it's it's super fucking cool to to see this Isn't it like wild? it's so, so fun, dude it's so it like so fucking organic fun. and raw and like dude the, guys the work life balance episode like i i could have sworn you were taking quotes from the dog cam in my living room because like <laughs> anyone anyone who has a significant other or spouse in this business has had those word for word conversations and Amen. I cannot stress like how important. I'm me being one of them. Like, I cannot stress how important what you guys are doing is, and I, I'm I'm super pumped to like watch this continue to grow because like props. It's super. I'm super excited because I get to make all kinds of new friends. Well, you know what I yeah. mean, and and like and and people that are just on the same page. Well, all right, like, and I know uh, we got the clock thing but kyle you you've talked what about clock? who cares okay fuck like, it, if free. you're this yeah, far you're listening yeah. to no, the no, end it doesn't matter no we're kyle, in talked it about let's a, go <laughs> it's it's kyle years. has talked lebanese about bologna. a lot about lebanese bologna no about you get that <laughs> call at fucking you know saturday night at 11 30 at night and someone's got a midas console that they and they're gonna we're gonna call kyle because kyle's a fucking life preserver here and kyle's gonna help us and you get to come in and and save the show man um and you've talked about how important that feeling is to you and how much it means to you to this day. And I mean, it's sort of the mentorship thing is sort of the same, the same part of the brain that's lighting up. Right. I mean, is that, is that, that's the same reward thing that you feel like, Hey, I'm helping. Yeah, but it, it's just weird. I can go through my text messages on my phone and literally everybody is someone who I met through doing this podcast now. And I text with them quite frequently. Yeah. I make phone calls. Like it's really cool that, we're actually talking about stuff that people give a shit, you know, cause like, I think we do get a little emotional. We do get a little deep into this and we all get tied up in the audio business and our heads and our nerd problems and whatever we have to do. But like the, 
the quality of people that we're putting into these groups and it, it's like mark rubel is finally shining his light down on all of us and we can we can take what he said in his podcast and put that out in our community and i think that's like like i asked him you know how many students do you still talk to and it's just like oh i talk to him all the time it was just like a thing you know what i mean and and that's like it's not even a student thing it's a peer thing this is all peer based like we're all at different experience levels we're all good at different things we're all not good at certain things and we're not good at handling things and we're not good at whatever but as a group and a team for it's pretty fucking real you know and i'm I'm just glad people are, are listening like a uh, shout out to the guys from brothers osborne this weekend uh i went out and met some new friends courtney used to mix uh between the buried and me and luke their uh tour manager did between the buried and me and he did uh unearth um all country dudes anderson uh claire dude i worked with great like th they're all like oh i knew you looked familiar <laughs> I knew that podcast and and then of course we went back and we're like oh yeah i remember the van show blah 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 after alaska all that but th this has been insane and i i i can't believe we're actually doing this thing uh thanks to alpha brain <laughs> this okay i um, i did my due diligence and like have been listening to a ton of episodes and the alpha brain can recurring bit is so good <laughs> it's i saw so it in the good. store the other day and i've never seen it before I, I, sent my head. Him, I sent kyle a photo of it um and we do want to say a big thank you to audix and alan heath for supporting us that is it is super yeah, awesome alan heath yeah so uh, and if we're doing shout outs to people, I will say, and this is kind of follows up with the, the work life balance thing. So this will come out two weeks post that episode coming out today. Um, so not much has evolved, but I did have a brief call with uh, Paul Clemson. I guess maybe it was yesterday. Today I'm losing track of time. Um, and you know, through through talking, you know, with what I've talked about or whatever, I've recognized that I, I personally probably need some therapy and or help as most people do. Uh, and what better source than to use Rhodey Clinic, who we have been promoting um, through the podcast and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to be setting up um, very graciously from Paul weekly calls with Paul. Him and I are going to have some calls and I'm still going to work on actually getting an actual therapist um, and, and and work through some things. So shout out to the Rhodey Clinic and 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 Paul and and so just so people know um you know they have multiple resources so Courtney and I I have yet to talk to see either a combination of what my insurance covers versus or there's also this company called Backline that does mm -hmm. um therapy there's music cares who can help for f financial aid and things like that so don't hesitate that I, I would say is that I haven't gotten there yet fully um uh, but like um in the next couple of weeks I will <laughs> but people please don't um, hesitate to reach out there are resources and people that can help you with these things and there's not a person out there who couldn't benefit from processing and talking about this stuff and whether it's from a Truth. physical therapist or whether mm -hmm. it's from your friends Truth. whether it's from uh, you know a stranger or whatever but like that's that's for me for those who know i'm a verbal processor so like i i'm doing this in a public sphere be two twofold one because um i need to hold myself accountable and that's one way to do it and the second thing is um I, you know i know i'm not alone and and so i don't want any type of glory for hey thank you for talking about public like whatever like we, we need to talk about this as an industry and so you know if we can help reach a few more people because of that then great mm -hmm. so 
And Absolutely. by this, the way, yep. if, if you, if you go to signalnoisepodcast.com, if you buy any of our merch, uh, a, a portion of those proceeds is donated to the roadie clinic. Cause we're, we're, I still want to do that's a, awesome. a collab t-shirt yeah. with clinic. Yeah. We, well, I'm so, ready. Yeah. So, and, and by the way, I, I could definitely say that the clinic and Chris Leonard himself and Michael in this podcast and everybody probably, probably saved my life too. So amen. I that's have, what I'm talking about. I've definitely called you all repeatedly and vice versa. And also a large number of people in our community. Like it's just, we all couldn't do it alone. Yeah. Custer. Thanks for being with us, yeah, Custer. Custer. Come hang you, out man. again, man. <laughs> Yo, thank you, you guys so much for having me. This was this was fun, and uh, love to do it again sometime. Hopefully, awesome. I see all of you on the pavement out there somewhere. Yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Of course.